Welcome to the Live Big, Find Your Magic podcast. I'm your host, Anna Gray. I'm a nurse by day, but have built multiple businesses on the side over the last 11 years. The best thing about the last 11 years are the relationships that I've developed and the people I've met. I created this podcast because I felt their stories needed to be heard. You need to hear who they are and how they find magic in their life. Let's listen in. Hey guys, welcome to the Live Big, Find Your Magic podcast. I have my special guest today, Karen. Welcome, Karen, to my podcast. I'm so excited to have you. you. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited. Let me tell you guys, Karen is like the biggest inspirational bad A woman (laughs) uh, on the planet. I'll tell you, if, if, if you follow her life, like I have over time, you would be inspired just by watching her. So that's one of the biggest reasons. Well, one of the, one of the reasons why I wanted her on this podcast, just to share her story and just show you guys just how, um, how amazing life can be when you just, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I followed her journey and it's just, she's human. She's a real person. She's just like you and I, but she is a huge inspiration. And that's really why I wanted her on. And I wanted to share a little bit about, um, how we met because that is, and I say this in everyone, this is exactly what my favorite part about this is that I had met Karen online. I actually don't know. I mean, I know that you and I had a mutual friend that was a fitness coach because I remember Mm -hmm. she was friends with you and I was friends with her. We just happened to be anyways. And I, and, and for some reason, your posts for years now pop up on my feed all the time, every day. Right. (laughs) And so of course I'm like watching it like a TV show. Right. So (laughs) I, I have always, whatever I comment on it. I'm like, high five. I think you're just a badass, you know? And um, one time we happened to be in Vegas at the same time. Uh-huh. And so we had connected. So, oh my gosh, I'm in Vegas. I'm in Vegas. Let's meet for coffee. So <laughs> we did. It's so random. <laughs> so random. Just happened to notice that each of us were in Vegas and yeah. we happened to just, you know, connect on Facebook for years at that point, I think uh-huh. it was probably a few years. And we met up for coffee in the Mirage in Vegas yeah Yeah. and chatted and you know it it was just the coolest thing and then ever since it has got to be years and years and years now because I don't know I've been on Facebook a long time and I'm following you yeah yeah and I entered the fitness industry and I remember following you and your fitness journey and that was kind of you know it was was ages ago different (laughs) you know rock star women out there that were doing the same things I wanted to do and uh yeah and then watching your journey too, because you're always playing hockey. And I always thought, oh my gosh, that is just so amazing that so funny. they're just, you know, rocking the hockey gear, like a, you know, like a <laughs> woman. And so, yeah, you happened to be in Vegas and it was like, oh my gosh, we, I just have to go down and say hi. And so it was like, like an old friend. Just, yeah. It, was, it felt like that. It felt yeah. like we had known each other forever and that that was never, yeah. not our first meeting in person. Yeah. But it was so crazy about social media is you really just get to know people so intimately 
but from far away. So it's, it's kind of cool. And it feels like, you know, you've known each other for years and like you've been sitting in my (laughs) office in the living room forever, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because we get to know each other. And I think what I love about that too, is that you are always so, um, you are always so just transparent about your life. Like this is who I am. take it or leave it. Right. And that's (laughs) what really brings people in is like, Hey, she's real. You know, she's, she's, it's not all filters and, you know, rainbows and butterflies. You're like a real person. You go through things and, you know, and and some could argue that sharing it on social media is, you know, obviously not their thing, but I'll tell you for others, it's an inspiration to know that you're not the only one going through things. And then when you come out on top, you're like, yes, you know, I can do it. And that's what I really think, um, I think you embody just like the realness of, of being a woman in, you know, a mom and, you know, trying to figure things out and live life and grow as a person and become something, um, that you're proud of, you know, those kind of things. I think we're a very similar cloth. (laughs) We just, yes. And you know, what's interesting is when I'm saying all these things that I'm doing and trying to say like, Hey, this is real life. I started out just really talking to myself. Like I was just talking to me and it still blows me away that people say things like you, you inspire me or you, I I watch you and I can't believe that you've done this. And, and you're the reason why I get up and work out in the morning. And that still blows me away because really what I do is I just talk to myself. And that's been a big part of my journey is verbalizing out loud so that I can hear, but as a byproduct, other people have heard, and it has been helpful. And that's, you know, it blows me away, but at the same time, it makes me feel really connected with, um, with other people, because that's exactly what they're going through. And you don't, sometimes even when you're going through it, you don't realize other people are going through it. So you're sharing it. Other people are watching it and everybody's coming at it from a different angle. So the people watching are like, oh my gosh, I didn't know somebody else was going through that. And then when people reach out to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Um, and so that's just kind of part of that connection and that human connection. And I just love it so much. Yeah. And I will say, and I'm one of them. I remember reaching out to you and I was, when I was going through things and I was like, how did you do this? And I, because I saw you do it and I thought, okay, if she can do this, I can do this. You know, it was, I was a perfect example of (laughs) your biggest hand because I could relate to, you know, what you had gone through and like, here I was going through something similar and it's like, okay, well, she, she's clearly making it through and she's, you know, doing it inspirationally it's it's showing me that I can do this too so I yeah mm-hmm. I definitely reached out to you in that in that um because of that. and as women we really need to do that I, I really feel strongly about that too is that you know for so many for so many women we don't have those strong connections and when you find yourself in a situation where you don't have those strong female connections you start to um what I wanted to do was create them and if I didn't have them I would create them and I would be one of them and I would reach out and ask for some of them. And I think that I've built this really great connection and network of women who are connected. And I, I create firm boundaries. There are women who've tried to enter my circle that aren't healthy for me. And those, those women can't enter my circle. I'll be friendly, but they're not in my circle. And so connections, positivity, and building off of each other's um, downfalls and successes, I think is just really important for the female community just in general. And so social media has really been helpful for that too. Yeah. And I think that you just gave everyone permission to do those things because I know for me and the the people that I'm surrounded by, um, 
mostly come from that same plot. Doesn't, you know, reach out to the person, but I do know that I have never been afraid to reach out to someone, but most people are. So I think what you said, you've given people permission to say, Hey, you know, reach out to someone. If they're, if they're inspiring you, let them know that. And you just never know what happens. And that's exactly what, you know, you, I experienced with you and you've experienced with many others. And I've experienced with many, many others for the same reason. I have been blessed by the, by being brave enough to reach out, to tell people that they inspire me, or there's something that they share that I feel that I resonate with. And most people are afraid to do that. So Mm -hmm. I think we just gave people permission. So thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we see it all the time. Like, don't be afraid to compliment someone. It could be the only compliment that they receive in a day. And that could be the dress that they're wearing, the way their hair looks. It could be, you know, noticing the effort someone's put into something, or it could be not physical at all. It could be, you're an inspiration. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your journey. And I think that women are getting a lot braver about doing that. And that's part of that chain link connection where when you receive that, you start to understand how impactful it is. And when you're brave enough to share that one time, it's, it's an energy boost, right? It's just an energy feed to watch someone's face light up uh, because you shared with them that their life had some purpose and some meaning for you. And, you know, it's it's a ripple effect. Yeah. And you just never know what people are going through. I know that I had received, um, messages. I had shared things, you know, that were personal and I had received messages outside of that. And I was like, you have no idea how much I needed that message. Yeah. Even though I'm the one that looks like I'm like the inspiration or sharing something inspirational, I actually needed that message that you had just sent me. So being brave enough to send those, not only the person that sends it feels good about, oh my gosh, I just sent that. I feel good about sending it, but the person receiving it, you know, and we all need that. Like not people don't take the time to send just a message, even just a message saying hello. You know, I mean, how many messages do we get in our mail, in our you know inbox (laughs) and say, Hey, I just wanted to wish you a great day doesn't happen, but th- think of how right. easy that is. Right. It's so right. easy right. and, and, and everyone wins. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think with, sometimes we have that intuition, but we shy away from it for some reason. I'm too busy or they're not going to appreciate what I have to say, or, oh, it's not important that I want to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that, that has really been important to me is to be authentic. And that has been I've been working on for the last couple of years, you know, maybe even since, you know, my divorce and, you know, raising my kids is to be authentic and to be authentically me. And if I am not feeling something, I don't do it. And I mean, unless it's work or something I have to do. Right, right. Um, but if I don't want to, I am honest with myself. But if I want to, I also am learning to follow that nudge because that that nudge means something. And every time I do it, I become more and more authentically my, and then I honor that. And, you know, again, I just kind of go with the flow when it comes to that. And it's spilled out into this really amazing, um, social circle for me. So just this really amazing sense of self, uh, because I'm really getting to know who I am and how I impact the world around me. Um, and it's just been, it's been a really great adventure and I'm not even done yet. I mean, there's still so much to do. <laughs> the list is endless, right? I know. <laughs> I have a question then regarding that. 
what would you say to people that um, would love to find their authentic self? They say, oh, you know what? That would be great. I would love that. But I really don't know what that looks like. What would you say like the first step for them to do is, what would you do? You know, when you were like, I don't know, I, I really would like to step out and be my authentic self, but um, I don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really nervous because mm-hmm. I don't know if I like that authentic self. <laughs> <laughs> What's the baby step that they could take? Well, you know, I'm a huge fan and you've seen this in me too. When I write my goal boards and you know, if, if, if you know me, you know that I write my goal boards. I'm a huge fan of writing things down and also no pressure. So once upon a time, I was told that the word should needs to just come out of my vocabulary because the word should indicates that I could be doing something wrong, that I, that I might be, um, that I might be doing something wrong or that I might be better somehow if I did something different. And I don't believe that word is a healthy word because it puts so much pressure. So I started to take the word should out of my vocabulary. So why, why is it that I want to become my authentic self? Is it because somebody's telling me to do it? Is it because, you know, I want to be happy. I want to be happy and I want to be honest. And I'm kind of just tired of being who everybody else wants me to be. So then once you come to that conclusion, you can start to kind of write down the things that are important to you. And there's no rush either. You can say you want to be your authentic self and get there and it can take you two years or it can take you two months. It's the steps belong to you. There's no right or wrong. And so I'm just a huge fan of writing things down. I think writing down, if I did this, what could happen? And then you write down all the things you're afraid of. And sometimes when you write the things down that you're afraid of and you read them back to yourself, you're like, well, that's not that scary. Because a lot of times things circle in your head, right? They sound a lot scarier in your head. When you write them down like a story, you're like, oh, well, I don't care if that person likes me or not. Or I'm not really sure I'm looking for that person's approval. Maybe the approval you're looking for is your children or the approval you're looking for is really in the mirror. And I think writing those things down can help you get a realistic view of what you really are afraid of. And then you can start tackling those fears one at a time. So writing things down just helps pull things apart for me. So that would be my biggest piece of advice to put some reality on those thoughts. Those thoughts are sometimes bigger than they actually are. And if you put them paper, you can get a realistic view of how big those fears really are. Yeah. And, or how little they really are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I they love could that be insignificant because when you write yeah. it down, like, that's, not, hey, that's not so bad. That's it's the perfect. same with pros and cons, right? Pros yes. and cons. I have sometimes when I'm trying to make a big decision, I have this like feeling of impending doom. Like if I do this, something horrible is going to happen. And I have to be like, wait, okay, well then write down what's going to happen. And you write it down. You're like, oh, well, that's bad. Right. <laughs> and if right. then this is how I could handle it, it is, is what I want big enough that I'm willing to take on that challenge and, and deal with that, that obstacle. And so, you know, sometimes just getting a real sense of what your fears are is, is a huge step for me. And it's why I started writing goal boards is I, we were just talking before the podcast, like my brain is so full of all of these things I want to do but then reality kicks in and I think, oh my gosh, can I do these things? Well, yes, I can, but I need to separate them into sections so that I can do them without shorting myself the quality, shorting something that's important to me, which is time with my family. Um, and so by writing them down and really getting a sense for how big these goals are, 
I can chip away at them one at a time. This is a short-term goal. This is a long-term goal. This is a, you know, this is a five years from now goal, but it, I still get to keep it right. Cause I don't want it because I really believe I can do it, but I just put it in its appropriate place. And so I just, I'm a huge fan of writing things down. I think it gives you a really great sense of where your life is at, where you want to go. It's like a roadmap, you know, right. it's, it's everything make more sense. Right. So by doing that too, you also know your priorities. Clearly your priorities are your family. Right. So um, would you say the first step is really understanding who, what your priorities are, right? Because yeah, we can put all these things down and we could have, you know, we all have 24 hours in the day, but if mm-hmm. some of our priorities are things like our family, clearly that's going to take up time. So right. yes, start with your, your priorities. Right. And typically yeah. priorities. Yeah, your priorities have to be. And most everything that I do is with my family in mind. Although I will say that I've taken this this role this last year or taken this outlook that it's okay to prioritize myself. So my kids are super important to me. But by taking care of myself, I'm not shorting them. Yeah. And I think for a long time I felt like, and I think a lot of moms have a tendency to feel that way, is that if you you have to put yourself in a back seat. In some cases, that is absolutely true. There are things I want to do, but my kids have to, you know, have a ride to school and they have to have meals and they have to do homework. And so I do have to shift and prioritize certain things to accommodate those things. However, it is all right for me to prioritize myself. It's totally fine for my kids to sit in the car for a 20 minute drive if I do something. They're not going to die if they're sitting in the car. They don't need home comfortable in their, you know, cuddled in their blankets. That's uh, in the perfect world. They would love that, but right. they have to do things with me. So prioritizing your family doesn't always mean putting yourself on the back burner. And that's the huge outlook change for me this last year that I've taken on. How do you think that you got to that outlook change? You just, you um, share a little bit about that. It's part of learning to be my authentic self and listening to myself is feeling that internal frustration that. I'm not able, so as I get to know myself, as I get to know Karen, the Karen that is strong, the Karen that is um, really firm in, in, in boundaries, I'm, I'm very clear on what I want and, and what I know to be right. Um, as, I, as I start to build who I really am, you start to develop things that you want to do. Well, if I want to do this, well, how am I going to do that if I'm not giving myself any of this time? And so just just really trying to do that. And, and I have, um, for the first time, an incredibly supportive partner, um, at this point in my life. And, um, he's not just a cheerleader, but he's so realistic about, um, what, what can be accomplished. He's not just like, go Karen, go, which is great, but go Karen, go only means so much. Then you need to have a real conversation about what that means. Um, and so having a partner that's willing to talk me through things that's willing to you know he loves who I'm becoming not not afraid of who I'm he loves who I am um and that that's also really helpful too but before he came along I had a lot of battling to do with myself he's been a big part of me learning to be my authentic self and I never thought having a partner I could be my authentic self I always thought I had to be alone to be my authentic self and so Wow. Mind my mind. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And yeah. I've watched, I've watched your journey before you met him and watching you now, it, it's very apparent that you are falling into your authentic self even more than you were before, because I still felt like, 
you um you were your authentic self because yeah, you were an inspiration sure. and you were real but i do see i do see the this difference in um i don't even know if it's confidence it's just how you carry yourself i was going to say confidence because a lot of people think that i have this unending confidence and i say that that has been the shaky ground for me i am super outgoing and i know my worth however I am more confident in it now than I was before, because I always thought that confidence meant being self-absorbed. And that's just part of how I was raised is that if I was confident, I was absorbed. My ex-husband told me, you're just so confident. I don't know who you are anymore. And getting those messages of, you know, you, you know, we want all these women in our, in our community to be strong, but they're not allowed to be confident because that's intimidating. And so being okay with myself being confident. And so the confidence that you see now is less forced than it yeah. might have been in the past. It's like you're true so confident. I, I am a, exactly. And that's part of the journey, right? Because my journey is not over. I mean, my, I'm 45. My journey is still happening right in front of me and it will still continue to happen um, for years to come. There is no end to this um, insight necessarily. And I hope to continue to grow and, and be more myself, but I certainly am a lot happier now than I was before. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's apparent you glow, you glow girl. (laughs) (laughs) So share with us a little bit about what your new, it's not even new. It's, it's not, it's not new, but you're, you're on the Utah, you know, I play hockey you are a badass woman who is playing a sport and just embracing this and just yes. really kicking it. Yes. So, so share with us what, what your hobby is that's turned into something that's really obviously passionate. So um, I'm beginning to enter the world of amateur competitive disc golf. And it's a really great time to be a female in disc golf right now because disc golf, I didn't know, had been around for a long time. I mean, I work with a guy who said he's been playing it for 20 years with his kids. Who knew? These baskets, I've seen them around here and there. And so if you don't know what disc golf is, disc golf is basically golf, but it's with Frisbees in a basket instead of balls in a hole. Same rules apply. However, in disc golf, there's no handicap for women. So you play all the same distances, all the same pars, and it's obviously a male dominated sport. It's beginning to grow a bit. Um, The highest paid disc golfer just signed a contract for like a million a year for four years. Um, And the highest paid female is a half a million a year for four years. Just is kind of unfolding. And so amateur disc golf for females is it's just a really fun thing for me. So I started doing this a couple of years ago. I was introduced to it and um, I just kind of like hung on to it a little bit. And then I entered a competition or a, a, a tournament and I did horribly. And anyone who knows me knows that I don't compete with other women because I really am not interested in winning against other women. We all win. It's totally fine, but I am extremely competitive with myself. So whatever I did today, I want to do it better tomorrow and whatever I do tomorrow, better week from tomorrow. Um, and so I did not like how it turned out. And so I decided to just kind of dump my heart and soul into it. And here I am about a year and three months later. And, um, I have improved a great deal, although I'm still very amateur. Um, I have a itty bitty following on Instagram under bogey girl. 
And um, I have five sponsors and I will be touring this year um, as an amateur competitor. And um, I have a signature disc. I'm raising funds to travel. It's, it's kind of just, it's kind of a wild ride. And it honestly doesn't have a whole lot to do with my skill. It has a lot to do with my heart and my passion for the sport. I'm online. I'm, I'm not a high rated player, but I will tell you when I'm out there, I give 150% and good about it. I include my children in it. I encourage other women in it. Um, there is nothing about this sport that I look at negatively. And, um, I play with guys, I play with girls, I play with kids. And I just, um, I traveled to Alaska last year to play in a tournament and it was just super fun. And so the energy around it and just growing it for women and young girls has been really exciting. And I get to be part of this movement right now. Um, and so I'm going to ride this, I'm just going to ride this wave for as long as it lasts. I don't know how long it's going to last, but you know. I love every bit of it. It'll last as long as you want it to last. Is how yeah. I look at and it. it. It kind of, it kind of falls in line with my fitness goals too, because I'm out and I'm hiking. Um, you know, most disc golf courses are in the woods and you're, you know, throwing discs through trees. And so I get to travel. I take days off of work and I drive around Oregon and I hit up different courses and, you know, it's, it's just fun. It's been fun for me. My family rolls their eyes, but they can, you can see the little mini disc golf basket and my little awards back there from the ones that I've won. So it's just, it's been fun. It's I just been totally fun. I totally get it. I, I yeah. just, again, why you and I are very, very similar in, in this women's hockey world. And people think I'm crazy. Yes. These days I'm playing like four nights a week. 10 o'clock at night and I work 12 hour shifts. Like, I don't right. get why you do that. You get why I do that because yeah, it feeds that, you. It's just feeds so you. enjoyable. Yes. So why wouldn't you do it? Right. Yeah. Traveling across the, I mean, I'm leaving in two weeks to go to New Hampshire to play pond hockey. Who does that? Oh, wow. I live in Southern California <laughs> and I'm going to New Hampshire in the middle of winter to go play pond hockey. Yeah. I do it because I love to do it. I love the experience. I love everything Get about it, girl. it. Why not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm... it is another male dominated sport. And so to see what, that's why when I saw you in your hockey gear, I was like, really? I mean, really? This is so great. And I'm not all about, you know, like, yeah, women take over the world. I mean, in the sense that it's a negative thing, like, right. you know, have to take the place of men, but I do think it's amazing when women just aren't afraid yeah. to just go after what they want and, and take it on, even if it's unconventional or, you know, out of, out of the, whatever the, the norm is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It's really fun to see other women do the same thing. And I encourage other women to, you know, to do the same thing, just mm -hmm. find and, and roll with it. And I was going to say, this is a, this is a, a bit personal, but you, you're a, a mom of boys. Like yeah. you're, you're an inspiration to your boys. I'm a mom of girls. So I <laughs> yeah. feel like I'm an inspiration to my girls and like girl power and get out there and do it. Yeah. But, yeah. but you, you have a different, a different, uh, experience. You've got these boys that, you know, I'm sure totally look up to you. It is really interesting because I have four boys, you know, I have four boys. So for those who don't know, I have four boys. My oldest is 20 and then down the line, 16, 10 and eight. And it has become clear to me that I am supposed to be a boy mom. My goal is not just to raise um, young men who contribute to our society, but to show them what a woman is in our society 
in order to raise men who enter our society supporting and loving and honoring the place of women in our communities without being, you know, raunchy and and men suck and all that stuff because I want my men, my boys to be men that feel important and valued. I just want them to also seek a higher class of partner and honor their partner in everything that they do. And I just think that that's, I, I never understood it. You know, I was always tired of having girls and now I understand why. I really think that boys was my niche because we yeah. do men in our community who are, yeah. you know, for lack of a better term, the term, we need men who are feminists. We need men who really lift up women in our communities, mm-hmm. honor them and, and offer them a place. My, my fiance, Rob is amazing. He in no way, shape or form tries to push down anything that I do or discourage anything. And I might intimidate him. I don't know. Maybe I do (laughs) really, really, really good at just letting me roll with it and not making me feel like I'm doing anything wrong by just being me. Mm -hmm. Big, big presentation, me and love that. And I want my boys to embody that same, uh, that same persona in this world. And so that's why I'm glad I wanted to bring that up because I think that, uh, I mean, I've watched it and I think that that's so important Yes. today and you have the opportunity to, you know, mold your boys into, yeah, I mean, obviously you're, you're mom and you'll always be mom, but you have the sure. ability. I mean, it's the same for me. I have the ability to teach my girls, like it's okay yeah. to play sports and, you know, yeah. Even though they don't really play seven <laughs> sports, but you get my point. We, we take on this role that like, okay, we're going to take this responsibility as a parent to use what we have going on in our life, not what we had going on in our life way back when, but right. now, and use that to teach our growing kids into being, you know, amazing human beings. So yeah. I love, um, I love that you're like embracing that and um, your boys, if, I mean, I know they already are, but I'm, they're going to grow up to be, you know, amazing young men. And like you have, you know, because you're a bad, bad ass, <laughs> they're not going to have much you choice. Created that. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Yes. So, so besides for, um, your passion now and your family, what else would you say brings you joy in life? Is there anything else that you, that like you sit back on a day and you're like, really, I really like this or, or, you know, (laughs) first thing that comes to mind. Um, well, there's two things. I mean, I love being outdoors. So anytime, anytime you see me, I I I'm working on hiking every mountain in Oregon. So just kind of sitting on the mountaintop of every mountain in Oregon is kind of my goal. And I'm, I'm think I'm, I don't think I'm halfway through, but I'm close to halfway through the ones in Oregon. And I've even tipped on some in Washington. Um, but I actually, my, my passion has always been, I've, I've tried to hone it in, you know, I've, I started with fitness. I, I, I got into fitness because I really wanted to understand my body. I wanted to understand why I was so hard on myself. But as I've done that, I've met this um, amazing group of women and realized that my connection is really with with women. And um, this year is actually my goal to start, similar to you starting this podcast, starting a um, a motivational speaking um, kind of a, a side gig where this is what I do. 
my connection with women in supporting other women, growing, growing their authenticity, growing their passions, growing their self-esteem uh, without the competitive, negative, you know, toxic energy that can enter some female circles. Um, and I don't think you have to be a big name to do that. I think you can just be a, a community, um, part of your community. And I think that you can enlighten that. And so my passion really revolves around connecting with other women. And uh, I, I am a mentor here in town um, for an agency who helps transition women from prison um, into the community. And so um, I was mentoring a young woman who was kind of, you know, got out of prison and, and kind of moved into the community. And I'm now mentoring another. And so um, just finding ways to really connect with people who need that little extra um, uplift, you know, of support uh, that I would say that that feeds my energy so much, so much that I can't even, I mean, I can't even wrap my brain around how to describe it. You know, it's, yeah. there's, there's much to it. Yeah. I totally get that. And I, I, yeah. I'm so glad that you shared that because I actually, I didn't know that piece of your, you know, no, that's, on my goal board you know? for 2022. So, <laughs> I obviously, obviously I love that because yes. again, we, we live very parallel yeah. lives here. Um, so I'm really glad that you shared that. And I cannot wait to see where you take that, you know? Yeah. I don't even really know how to get started, but I know that the energy is there. It's manifesting. The goal is on my goal board and I just continue to make connections. And at some point, there's going to be a caveat and a door that opens in the right spot. And it could be through my disc golf journey that I'm entering in this female disc golf world could be through the fitness world. It could be through something else. It could be through this podcast. I don't really know how it's going to manifest itself, but it is going to manifest itself and it is going to happen. Um, but it is a huge passion of mine. And as I, as I move forward, I know it's going to be something that I can put into play. I just don't know exactly how to do yeah the pieces with you know right but I'm, I'm going to give you credit for taking the initiative or the yeah. um being intentional about putting yourself out there knowing yes. that if you put yourself out there something will happen if you don't put yourself out there nothing will happen so you're you're taking on these opportunities and going right. i don't i know that the, the energy is there and the passion is there i have no idea how it's going to evolve, <laughs> but I'm putting myself out there in all of these places that it possibly can. Yeah. So I'm giving you huge credit for that because that's how anything has ever happened for me is just putting myself out there, not knowing right. what this is going to happen, you know, yeah. how, how this is going to transpire. But if I don't put it out there, if I don't be intentional about you know, choosing to say, well, maybe this is the, maybe this is the opportunity that's going to help me do what I really want to do. If I don't put myself out there, then it's never going to happen. And I'm going to right. be sitting on the couch and wondering what if, what if I would have put, put myself into those places and positions and with the right people and what if, but you're, you're a perfect example of taking the action because you know, by doing that, you, you know, it's going to happen. Don't know how. And you can only, destiny can only take you so far. You still have to be willing to knock on those doors. And that's what I, I teach my kids as well. Like if you want something, you can't wait for it to, to trickle in because that's not necessarily how life works and the world can be a competitive place. And so if you, if you want placement somewhere, you, you do have to, you do have to place yourself out there. And so, you know, I'm, I'm making some intentional moves to put myself in that, you know, in that realm. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but there's a reason why 
my energy inspires people and I feel like it would be a little bit wasteful if that energy could um, be used in a positive way. Yeah. And it's not even really about making money because honestly, I do a lot of things for free. I teach fitness classes in town for free. I mentor, you know, the women at the sponsors for free as a volunteer. There's things that I do for free. It's not about making money. It's feeling like in my path to authenticity, there is a purpose for my life. And I just have to, I just have to hone all this stuff in and figure out what direction that's going to go. So it's pretty exciting. Actually, it's, it's, I- it's really can totally relate. I, I, yeah. and I see the excitement. <laughs> I know, yeah. You're, I mean, you light up talking about yeah. it. You light yeah. up talking about it and you can't, you can't go wrong. If you're lighting up when you talk about it, you can never fail. That's my, yeah. that's my own personal yeah. view. Is that if, if there is something that you're so passionate about that you cannot shut up about, yeah. you, really cannot <laughs> fail. you know yeah. what I mean? You can't fail. Yeah. Yeah. It just never happens. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I Failure agree. is I just, agree. It, it's just those lessons, right? Into the next yes. step. Like, okay, well, yeah. I learned from that one. On to the next step because nothing is going to stop me from doing this because I'm so excited about it. And it's very and, apparent. And like I said, I don't know how it's going to manifest itself. So I don't really have expectations that it's going to be here. So I won't be disappointed if it's here. I just, I just know that it's going to happen. And so it's, yeah. it's out there and uh, I don't know what it's going to look like, but, but, but you'll see. You'll see it when it happens. Yeah, I can't wait. And you heard it here first. Yeah, exactly. I feel so special. Yay. All right. So can you tell everybody where we can find you? Because, you know, we want to follow your adventures because, you know, well, people make fun of me because I have multiple um, social media pages. Um, I'm heaviestly, I'm I'm the most heavily on Instagram. So I have um, my fitness page, which is push fitness 541. And that is not anything except for just my fitness journey. So you'll okay. see workout recipes and tips and, and you know, my journey. Um, and then my larger social media presence right now is at bogey girl. And that is my disc golf journey. And um, again, none of these are our journeys that cost anybody any money. I don't sell anything or, yeah. or do anything like that. I'm just kind of out there living and I'm sharing what I'm living um, because I think it is really important for women to share with each other the journeys that we go through and um, uplift each other uh, through all of that. So, and you do a great job sharing along with my I'll make journey sure and put, say hi. Yeah, I'll make sure and put the your links in the show notes so people can just click awesome. on them and find you very easily because I want them to find you and I want them to follow you and I want them to be encouraged by you and to encourage you, you know, I mean, we can yeah. be our biggest fan. Oh yeah. I still, I still wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and I go, what, why is that line? <laughs> right? Like, you know, I, I have confidence but at the same time, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, sure. you know, You're you, <laughs> every woman, every woman wakes up in the morning and wonders her worth. And, um, Sometimes I put sticky notes because I like things in writing. I put sticky notes in the mirror to remind me of my worth. Uh, Rob is adorable. Every once in a while, he'll put a sticky note on there to remind me of my worth. And uh, it, it's all just, you know, part of my part of my growth. And so, yeah, I love to encourage women and I love to receive encouragement. And I think it's healthy and I think it's honest and I think it's really important in our lives. Yeah. And I'm so blessed that you shared that here. I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing that. And I'm so glad that you said yes. And you did not hesitate at all. I, which makes <laughs> not, at all. So not at all. Not at all. I just, no, you know, awesome. I, I reach out to people 
who I feel I just need, have a story to tell. And, um, you didn't hesitate, which I just, I, I'm very appreciative of that. Cause that just tells me that you trust me in sharing your story. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm grateful for that myself. So thank you very well, much. I'm thankful for the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys are watching this on YouTube, make sure to click subscribe on the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on one of your, the podcast platforms, please subscribe and review, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, Karen. Bye.